I've noticed that musical keys tend to be misunderstood. Sometimes people oversimplify them, and very often it feels like people overcomplicate them. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about an overview of musical keys, what they are, and how to use them. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adala. Honored that you would take some time out of your busy day, your busy week, to talk songwriting with me. If you haven't already, be sure to grab my free guide on the four pillars of music theory that I think every songwriter should know. One of them is, in fact, keys. Um, The other three are intervals, which are at the basis of keys and Of course, it goes deeper into keys than we're going to be able to go in this podcast. We're really talking about the concept of keys in this podcast, and that guide talks about really understanding, you know, how to figure out the notes of keys and that sort of thing, but also talks about chords and chord progressions, and specifically chords and chord progressions in context of keys, which is the most important way to understand chord progressions. Because if you just understand something like, oh, C major chords and G major chords and A minor chords sound good together, that makes a good chord progression going from C to A minor to G. Like, okay, that's true, but it's it's a very limited view on chords and chord progressions that is not nearly as helpful as understanding that that is essentially a 1-6-5 chord progression, which is a chord progression that certainly works. Um, but a C major, A minor, and then G major chord progression is effectively the same as a D major, B minor, A major chord progression. Just one is in C major and one is in D major, but the chord progression is effectively the same, and therefore both of those chord progressions overall would sound the same. All that to say, it's really important to understand Chords in context of keys, not just chords on their own. So be sure to check that out, songwritertheory.com slash music theory guide. Here we're talking about an overview of musical keys. We're not going to get into super theory type stuff. We're not going to talk too much about anything like, uh, you know, these are the notes in these keys, memorize that D major has an F sharp and a C sharp, and we're not getting into all that. I'll mention that uh, as it as it's fitting with what we're talking about. Uh, but overall, the purpose of this is not to talk about exactly what notes are in what keys, but to talk instead at a high level about really why we care about musical keys, what they are, and how we use them. So let's start with where you might see them. So if you've ever seen a type of chord chart or, uh, you know, a vocal lead sheet type thing where for you might see the lyrics of a song and then above it are the chords, right? So you would see that there's a C for C major chord. And, you know, eventually after you get done with the first line of lyrics, now for the second line of lyrics, there's an A minor chord. And then for the third line of lyrics, it goes from G major to F major. And then for the next line, it goes to C major, etc. I know you don't want me to go through the whole thing. I know that I did more than you wanted. Hopefully you get the idea. But if you've ever seen a chord chart like that, 
something like that you probably would see from an ultimateguitar.com or something like that. Um, often at the top, you will see something like key-c or a and then lowercase m, right? So am, but the m is lowercase or b min or g major or g minor at the top. That is a key, right? So that's saying, let's take key-c. That's saying, hey, the key of this song is C major. And we know C major because whenever major or minor is not specified, we always assume major. It's kind of like for sus chords, if we ever see, you know, let's say C sus, we always assume that a sus chord that isn't specified is going to be a sus four chord rather than a sus two chord. And in the same way, whenever we see a key without it being specified, whether it's major or minor, we always, always, always assume that it's major. That's just convention and also just playing probabilities because the reason that we assume major is the vast majority of music is in major. And, you know, eventually people writing these things just took advantage of that. And we just all sort of decided that officially when it's not specified, you always assume major. So if you see key C, that means C major. If you see C with a lowercase m, that means minor. If you see C with a uppercase M, that means major probably because another convention that was decided on was the idea that a lowercase M always means minor and a an uppercase M always means major. And then min is obviously just short for minor. Uh, mage, M-A-J would be short for major, etc. So that's a, that's at the highest of high levels what a key is. It's telling you, hey, this version of fast car that you're learning on ultimateguitar.com that somebody came up with, the key of this version is in C major. So what exactly does that mean when we say it's in, say, C major? Well, generally, first thing to understand is your entire song is within a single key. The melody, the harmony vocals, the guitar parts, the piano parts, the bass parts, and any other pitched instrument is all operating within the same key. Now, I almost don't want to mention this because I don't want to confuse anybody, but for anybody who wants the technical truth, yes, of course, there are such things as having chords and some notes sometimes in certain parts of a song that are outside of the key. But the vast majority of songs have literally every single chord and every single note that every instrument plays is within the key of the song. And of the ones that that isn't true for, almost all of those, so probably 99.9% .9 of all songs, the vast majority, when I say vast majority, I mean 95% plus, of every single note that every single instrument ever does is within a single key. Because yes, there are some songs that will maybe have a borrowed chord or will have some modal mixture in there where, you know, for a limited time, it might go into 
it's okay if you don't understand this term or anything like that, but just at a high level, it may be the case that in your C major, which normally is just no sharps or flats, it's just C, D, E, F, G, A, and B, all natural. It may be the case that it goes into Lydian for you know one phrase of the song where there's an F sharp instead of the naturally occurring F natural. Yeah, that does happen. But the vast majority of songs have every single note of every single instrument for the entire song all be within the key. Meaning, if you have a song in the key of C major, there is not a single part that you hear very often in that entire song. I don't care if it's the strings. I don't care if it's the harmony vocals, the guitar parts, whether it's a solo, whether it's a filler guitar part, every piano part, every bass part, every melody, not a single note for the vast majority of songs will be anything other than C, D, E, F, G, A, and B, assuming it's in C major. So overall, the, one of the, this is touching on one of the two main pieces of information we get from a key. And the two main pieces are what notes slash pitches we have, so the subset of pitches, and what our tonic is. Let's talk about the subset of pitches because that's just what I referenced. Taking C major, for example, the subset of notes and pitches that we get in C major are C, D, E, F, G, A, and B. There's no sharps or flats. So F sharp is not in C major. A flat is not in C major. B flat is not in C major etc. So that's one piece of information that key gives us. What notes to use. The other piece is what the tonic is. So first, what's a tonic? Tonic is a tonal center or final resolution tone of a piece of music. The idea of this being when we say a song is in, we'll stick with C major, for example. Let's change it. We'll say D major, for example. If your song is in D major, the note that is the center of gravity that feels like the ultimate resolution to your song that is in D major is going to be the note D and is going to be the chord D major. And we know that just based on the name of the key. So that's one of the most simple things to know. You have a song in A minor, the tonic, the resolved sounding chord, that you can always go to is A minor. In C major, C major. In D major, D major. In G flat major, G flat, etc. So we have two pieces of information, right? Subset of pitches, what our tonic is. The subset of pitches is important for many reasons, but Probably the easiest way to talk through why it matters, why the subset of pitches matters, is the difference between major and minor. So C major is a key, as is C minor. And both of them have the same tonic. They don't have the same tonic chord, but they have the same tonic note, which is C. So the center of gravity for a song in C major and the center of gravity for a song in C minor will both be the note C. Now in C minor, the chord that you'd want to resolve to would be a C minor chord rather than a C major in major, but the note resolution is the same. 
So what essentially is the difference between C major and C minor? Especially since if you've ever heard a song in, in any major key versus any minor key, or if you've ever listened to on YouTube, they have those like Disney goes minor where they'll take a song from Frozen or whatever, some Disney song that's very major and happy sounding, and they'll just make it minor. And all of a sudden it sounds completely different. And that's because, yeah, major and minor do sound completely different. And the reason for that is not the tonic, because we established the tonic is the same. The difference is the subset of notes and pitches that we get. So in C major, we covered it's no sharps or flats. In C minor, we have E flat, A flat, and B flat, instead of E natural, A natural, and B natural. Those three notes being different, being flat instead of natural, is the entire difference in what makes a song in C major sound radically different and way more sad, usually, or angry, or whatever it's being leveraged for, than C major. Same with any other key, right? D major versus D minor across the board. So this is why a song in C major is going to sound way more like a song in G major than it does a song in C minor, even though it has the same tonic. Because overall, the set of pitches or set of tones is what creates that supporting color palette or overall feel of the song. Now, I like referring to it as a color palette because if you think of how an artist utilizes a color palette, it's the idea that they are limiting their color choices to an extent to go for a certain feel. Right? So if you want a dark and stormy sea painting, then you're probably going to have a bunch of darker blues and blacks and dark grays because that is are, are the different colors that would all come together uh, to effectively give you that dark, stormy sea vibe that you're trying to go for. Meanwhile, if you're trying to design a bright, happy logo that's, I don't know, about, about for a kid's TV show or something, you normally would choose a color palette that's a really bright colors, like bright yellow and neon green and bright red or, you know, a baby blue, stuff like that. And we all know that if, if you just take a logo and change the colors, it changes the entire feel of it pretty radically because different colors have different feels. And I don't want to get too deep into color theory, but, you know, there's a reason why a company might choose blue as one of their main colors versus green. And there's a reason why a company might choose a very simple black and white color scheme over one that is powder blue and yellow. And that's very related to the difference for us between, say, major and minor. Because the quality of a key, which is the major versus minor, is overall what gives a song a certain feel. Now, of course, how you play 
the different chord progressions you use, of course that all affects it too. It's not like every minor key song sounds the same. There's still a ton of variety within minor, as there is a ton of variety within major. But overall, certainly, pretty much any minor key song sounds more overtly sad or angry than a major key song would tend to sound. So it's sort of like a color palette for us. So overall, what have we basically covered so far? What is a key? It's a group of pitches that form the basis of a musical composition or a song and also provides us our tonic, our musical center of gravity. So when we have a song in D major, we know that probably every single instrument during every single part of the song is simply utilizing one of the notes D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, and C sharp. And it is not going to use D sharp, F, G sharp, A sharp, and C. Now, you don't have to know that specific part. Again, check out the free guide to actually learn all the different keys, D major, G major, uh, A minor, etc. Go check out the free guide, songwritertheory.com slash music theory guide. But we are excluding some notes and including other notes. We are not utilizing every single key on the keyboard. We are not utilizing every single note that we have on our guitars and our basses. We are limiting ourselves to specific tones that are actually within the key. And we are getting the tonic. We are getting here is the chord and here is the note that is the musical center of gravity, that makes it feel resolved, that is where the song is headed, if you will. And then, just as a point of clarification, because I think this is another source of confusion sometimes, you may have learned to do scales, especially if you're an instrumentalist, I'm sure you have. Whether you're a guitarist or a pianist, one of the first things that that a teacher will usually have you learn and will have you practice every single day are scales. So you practice your C major scale and then you might go C sharp major and then you go D major and then you know maybe you do your your minor scales. We won't get into pentatonic um but <laughs> that's another scale but generally speaking with major and minor scales that is essentially the exact same as a key. Now I say essentially because technically there's sort of an implication difference between the two, but it's really just syntax. It doesn't really matter. So when you practice your C major scales on guitar, piano, bass, doesn't matter. Those are the same notes that are in C major, the key. And the same, same thing with D major, D minor, across the board. If your scale you're practicing is called major or minor, that is the exact same set of notes that you would get in a song in that key. The only real difference is that scale implies notes in a specific order. So it's like when we say we're practicing our scales, right? You, you go up and down scales. You don't usually skip around, right? If you're practicing your C major scale, you don't go C, E, G, C, a, B, you don't go in a random order, right? You go up or down, or usually both, right? You go up from C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, and then go back down, B, A, G, 
That's how you practice. And that's why we call them scales, because scales usually is referencing the specific going up or going down in order concept, whereas a key isn't talking about that, right? Because a song obviously doesn't just go up and down the scale. It utilizes all different notes within the scale and it skips around. It goes up, it goes down. But essentially, a key and a scale are the same. When you practice your scales, you're practicing playing through in order all the notes of that key. So keys are important because keys give your song a form of musical identity. A song without a key is a song that just wanders aimlessly. Can it be done? Yes. Has it been done? Yeah. But it's extremely rare, extremely rare, and only in subgenre, subgenre, really obscure music do they even try to write songs that are not in a key at all exceptionally rare. I'm talking like 0.000001% of songs, probably less, are, are like literally are not in any key at all. It is more common to have the vast majority of your song all within a single key and then maybe switch to the relative minor in the bridge or very, very rare, but some songs technically will switch keys in the chorus but exceptionally rare, probably way less than 0.01%. Very rare stuff. The only thing that happens fairly commonly, if I were to just pull a number out that I have, I don't have actual numbers in front of me, but it's it's fairly rare. So probably, I don't know, 20% of songs at best, uh, probably only 5% of songs that have been made in the last 20 years, even use any altered chord at all. Uh, so an altered chord would just be a chord that wouldn't normally take place in the key. So it utilizes at least one note that is not contained within the key. So for example, a C major chord in the context of D major would be an altered chord because in D major, there is no C major chord, partially because there is no C note. There is a C sharp, not a C natural. But if you had a C major chord, that is something that does happen sometimes and certainly is a great tool to have in your songwriting toolbox, though not one we're going to cover here. Check out any podcast or videos I've done on borrowed chords or spicing up your one, two, three, four, five, or six chords, which was a whole series I did on YouTube, um, a video per scale degree chord um, or anything I've done on modes. All that sort of touches on the idea the base idea of really being able to add chords and notes that are outside of your key. I think it's a good tool, but frankly, the vast majority of all music you will write is purely in one key. And that means every single instrument during every single part of your song is always playing simply notes from the key, which I've said multiple times now. You're probably sick of it, but I just, I just want to make sure it's clear. Um, and repetition is how we learn, right? Might get you irritated with me, but hopefully we can still be friends. So how do we use keys? Why do we care? How do we actually use them in our daily songwriting? So one is as the basis of our songs, 
right? So when we're writing a song or developing a musical idea, we usually should choose a key to start with. When you sit at your piano or with your guitar, you're thinking something like, okay, uh, let's do some improvisation in C major or G major. And when you say that to yourself, now you know as, say, a pianist that, okay, if I said I was going to improvise in D major, I know that I have D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, and C sharp as my notes. And then you also know all the different chords that come along with that. In theory, I'm not saying you do right now. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Again, songwritetheory.com slash music theory guide. Um, but overall, that's the idea of keys is knowing all the chords and all the notes that you have at your disposal and what the job of all the different chords are. Ideally, certainly helps. But otherwise, if we don't improvise with a certain key in mind, it usually becomes a mess. And this is probably the biggest difference between somebody who understands keys and somebody who doesn't when they are writing songs. If you are sitting at your guitar or keyboard and you are just utilizing all the different notes and you are just playing random stuff with no thought of what key you're improvising in or anything like that, the vast majority of what you write will sound wrong or bad or off. And then let's say you improvise for an hour, maybe five minutes of it are even usable. But if instead you sit down with your guitar, piano, etc., and you decide, hey, today I'm going to improvise in E major or F major. Now, almost everything you come up with will sound good during that hour. The difference is, if you take the best five minutes from your hour, you probably came up with something really quite good that's worthy of developing into a song versus if you didn't go into it thinking, hey, I'm improvising in F major, then the five minutes that you got from that hour were probably just only passable because the vast majority of what you came up with is not going to sound good at all because you weren't even thinking about keys. So that's one massive difference. Another one is if you are playing around, whether or not you have thought about what key you're improvising in, once you do come up with a guitar riff that you want to build a song off of, let's say you're like, huh, you know what? I didn't even really think about what key I was writing this guitar riff in. And you figure out, oh, okay, this is in G major. And I know it's in G major because I have the notes C, F sharp, and G which putting those together, it's a pretty safe bet that you're probably in G major because you have a C natural, which is going to be as far as sharp keys, so as far as keys that have sharps in them, uh, only, only one of them really has a C natural, which is G major because C major has no sharps or flats, uh, but it does have a C natural. Then you have many flat keys that have uh, C natural, but in this case, we know we have F sharp, so it's not a flat key, it's a sharp key. And then G major has one sharp, and it's F sharp, but it still has a C natural. But once we get to D major, now we have an F sharp and a C sharp. So just from those three notes, we can figure out, oh, okay, we're in, we're in G major. And from there, now as you continue to write your song and develop your song, you now have the knowledge, okay, I'm in G major. So 
if you listen back to your recording of your guitar riff and you're trying to figure out what the what the best underlying chord progression is or you're trying to figure out a cool piano riff that goes along with your guitar riff or you're trying to layer in another guitar riff and you sort of have like a dueling guitars type thing where one guitar riff plays off of the other one, you know that you're going to write that also utilizing G major. Because if you have started your song with a riff in G major, now you know your entire song that you're going to build off of that is also going to be in G major. So you know that you have G major chords and you don't have you don't have F sharp major chords. You technically would have an F sharp diminished chord, which you're probably not going to use. But when you understand keys, you understand that once you figured out, hey, this thing I wrote was in G major or whatever key, everything else you write in that song is going to also be in that key, in this case, G major. Another way to use keys is we might write a song or start writing a song and realize that we hit our ceiling vocally or our floor vocally. We find out that the key is too high or too low for our voice. So the way to fix that is not rewriting the song. You don't have to do that. You can simply change the key of the song. And you wouldn't change the quality of the key. You wouldn't go from, say, C major to C minor. Instead, you would change the tonic. So if you write a song in G major and find out it's far too high, you might try F major instead because that's down by two half steps or one whole step. And then if that's still too high, you might try E major. If that's still too high, then E flat major. If that's still too high, then try D major, right? Keep keep going down. And then the opposite would be true as well. Maybe in C major, you feel you're scraping the bottom of your range. You can't get as much power from your voice. So instead, you try D major. You bring it up a little bit. So that's another way to utilize keys. In fact, a good long-term goal for all of us is really to figure out what keys work best for our writing. Things to consider here are your voice, your vocal range, as well as what's easiest and or sounds best for you for the instruments that you play. So for guitarists, G major and E major are probably the two easiest. C major is pretty easy as well, although no guitarist really likes F major chords, which you get in C major. So that's slightly unideal. Not a big deal, though. Uh, D major and A major also fairly easy for guitarists. But the tendency is that flat keys are very difficult for guitarists. So it's pretty rare for a song that is written by a guitarist or performed by a guitarist to be in flat keys. You usually won't see that very often. And that's because they're just not easy to play on the guitar. Now, they can be with capos and, and things. So, in fact, if you do know some keys that are in some songs that are in flat keys that are uh, performed by a guitarist, it probably is the case that they are utilizing a capo. Not necessarily, but most of the time. Um, other things to consider are alternate tunings. So for me, I keep my guitars a half step down. I have some in alternate tunings as well, but my default tuning, I keep it a half step down. So when I play a G major chord shape, really I'm playing a 
G flat major chord rather than a G major because it's half step down. So in my case, actually, when I'm writing songs on the guitar, G flat major is an easier chord or easier key for me to write in than G major. And ultimately, that I mostly did that partially because I realized that my voice was super comfortable singing along with my favorite band, Vertical Horizon, uh, and they kept their guitars a half step down. I also thought it made guitars just that little bit more rich, and I'm a big fan of rich-sounding instruments. So anyway, so back in the day, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to keep my guitars a half step down too, and, um, and it sort of was largely to make it more comfortable for my voice. Another example, let's say you are in a rock band and you do drop A tuning on your electric guitars. In your case, probably you're going to want to lean towards writing songs in A minor because your your lowest chord you can produce with a power chord is an A minor chord. And it, it probably can be fine to utilize certainly many other keys as well, but you're you're probably unlikely to have a song in G minor because then the main tonic chord, you won't even be able to play a low version of it, really, because A minor is the lowest you have. So you can't get even farther down to G minor. So for you to play a G minor chord, it's actually going to be pretty far up the fret. And that may be fine, but it's probably unideal. So for piano, C major, G major, F major, D major, B flat major tend to be the easier ones. It kind of depends. For me, I'm way more comfortable with sharp keys than flat keys. Um, just, I guess I've just practiced in sharp keys way more. I've had to play in sharp keys way more. Uh, so for me, that's a little less, less true. I'm probably more comfortable with even a lot of sharps than I am with even B flat major, which just has two flats. So it depends on the instrumentalist. But these are the tendencies, right? So this is why a ton of songs are in G major, because G major is stupid easy for a guitarist and also stupid easy for a pianist. C major is slightly less prevalent because it's definitely the easiest for a pianist, but it's a little bit more of a pain for a guitarist. Um, and then F major isn't that popular. It's not like in the top three or four, just because it is very convenient for a pianist, but guitarists usually want to avoid it. So finding some keys that work for you long-term is, is a great goal to have. Not to say that every song you write should be in you know the same three keys, uh, but there's also nothing wrong with that. Um, it's probably more important to mix up major and minor or, or to mix up you know the chord progressions within the keys than it is the keys. If you think that, oh, no, I can't have a whole album worth of songs that are in C major because they'll all sound the same, they won't. I mean, there's millions upon millions of songs in the key of C major that all sound radically different from one another. There's a lot of variety within each key, even though each key does have a certain quality that is the same. That's why major songs sound major and minor songs sound minor. So musical keys. Probably every single note of every single instrument within a song is going to be playing notes from the musical key. 
that your song is in. Because your entire song is within a single key. Even if you do have some notes or borrowed chords or something once in a while that are from outside the key, during that moment, it may be the case that you're playing some notes that aren't in the key. But usually, immediately after that, you go back to every single note that every single instrument is playing is in one key. That's probably the most important takeaway here. Overall, a key gives you a tonic and a subset of notes. Tonic is your musical center of gravity. It's the same as the name of the key, so D major. Your tonic is D. Your tonic chord would be D major. And then you also have a subset of notes. These are the only notes that, generally speaking, you would be working with for the entirety of the song, whether it's your guitar part, your piano part, etc. In this case, D major, D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, and C sharp. How do we use them? They're the basis of our songs. We sit and improvise within a key. We develop our song in the same key as the part that we wrote to to be our song seed the, was, that was the beginning of our song. So if your piano riff you came up with was in D major, you know that the rest of the song you build out, the chord progressions, the guitar parts, all that, all of that should also be in the key of D major, I'm pretty sure is what I just said. <laughs> so hopefully this was helpful to you. I know some of it probably was a bit repetitive. Just want to make sure that uh, this was sort of a, you could listen to it once. Maybe you'd be annoyed at me by the end, but you certainly understand what at a high level keys are by the end of this. Highly encourage you to dive deeper with keys because what we talked about here is a good intro to why you should care. Um, but understanding how to use them and actually be dangerous with them is is really the next steps, right? The next thing to learn is to understand fundamentally the difference between major and minor besides like, oh, they have different notes and major is happier sounding generally and minor is sadder sounding. Like there's, there's more depth to the difference than just that. And then from there, you know, learning how to figure out what the notes of G major would be versus the notes of E major versus the notes of E minor. And then from there, really starting to memorize keys so that when you sit with your piano or your guitar or whatever instrument, you don't have to think about, oh, I'm in E major, so I I have E, I have F sharp, I have G sharp, I uh, what do I have? I have A. You, you don't want to be having to think like that, right? You just want to be able to sit and play in E major and not think about the fact that that you have E major chord is your tonic, and then your two chord is F sharp minor, and then your four chord is going to be A major, and you have B major, and you have C sharp minor, and D sharp minor, or sorry, D sharp, D sharp diminished. You don't have to think about that. You just want that to just be in your fingertips, right? When I sit and I, I decide, okay, I'm going to improvise in E major, or I'm going to start working on this song in E major, I'm not thinking about like, oh, okay, my four chord is this, and my because it's so ingrained. And that's how you get good at improvising within a key is when you don't really have to think about it. You're not constantly thinking, ooh, is, is A in this key? Is F sharp in this key? And you constantly are hitting wrong notes because you know our brain can only operate so fast. So the next step is really memorizing keys and, and memorizing them such that 
it's second nature to you. You don't have to actively think about it. You're not sitting there thinking, hmm, let me figure out what B flat major is. So there's a sort of a bunch of steps in there. The free guide, songwritingtheory.com slash music theory guide will take you through certainly all the knowledge that you need for learning what all of the keys are, what all the notes of all the keys are. From there, you have to sort of commit to yourself to memorize them. Uh, specifically, I would encourage you to memorize the ones that you're probably going to use, right? So if you're a guitarist, lean towards memorizing G major, E major, C major. And you know what? If you don't know what E flat major is, it's probably not a big deal because you're a guitarist. You're probably not going to utilize it anyway. Hope this cleared it up for some of you who have been asking uh, different questions about keys here recently. Have a great week. I will talk to you in the next one.